0: Screams. The TV drama is imagined. The work and the guests are real. Making a soundtrack. Morning, Gareth. How are you? Well, Dan, I think it would be more appropriate to ask, Where are you? Opening scene and action. Yes, where are you indeed? I am in Wales, in my parents' spare room, which actually used to be mine growing up. Because going on from conversations about being kind to yourself and uh, all that kind of shenanigans, my wife is away f- with work for a few days. So I thought, you know what, I'm just going to take the dog, go and see the folks and decompress for a bit. Lovely. So if this sounds a little bit different, I've got my trusty little Tascam recorder and Skype. And that's it. You can do pretty much anything anywhere nowadays,
1: can't you? Yeah. Yep. I'm still stuck in the studio. But <laughs> How are you? That's that's another another thing. How, uh, well, I mean, I'm stuck in the studio, but I'm. It's a lovely day outside, so I'll probably go for a walk a bit later. Very good.
0: Uh, so, what have we got coming up? This episode comes with an N rating for nerd, nerd, nerd. nerd. It definitely deserves a nerd alert. Yeah. So, we don't have a guest on today, but we do have our own behind-the-scenes segment, all to do with composing the audio ident.
1: Yes, which will get fully explained in that segment, I'm sure. I think it's probably time to cue the music. Cue the music. Cue the music. Cue the music.
0: We are actually going to start talking music, aren't we? We are, yes. I've drawn a line... With ten little lines on, so demarcating the tracks. So, Dan, how do we start
1: this? Do we make the theme tune track one? Well, if you watch quite a lot of dramas, they usually, it's not always the case, but they quite often will start out with some kind of opening scene, some some way of setting setting the stall out, shall we say. So if it was a, a show about uh, some sort of murder mystery then type thing, then you might actually see something about the murder to start with, yep. there will be that opening scene and then you might go into the titles.
0: Yeah. It's that moment in *Midsummer Murders where you are convinced you know who the murderer is already. Yes.
1: Okay, so we make the first track some kind of introduction, setting the scene. Setting the scene, setting the mood, and then great. track two could possibly be the titles. So opening, yep. titles, and then if, we, if we're thinking drama, then we should... It should be something, uh, a normal situation, so to speak.
0: Do you mean something like character development? Yeah.
1: yeah. So location theme, lo- Location or character, character, something like that for the third one.
0: Let me put location. I was going to go
1: with location as well.
0: Excellent. And then maybe a couple of character themes? Yeah, a couple. I presume there's more than one character. Yeah. Character, character. Okay, one, two, three,
1: four. We're up to five tracks already. There you go. Now. There we go. We have an event. There must be an event. Event. So something has to happen, whatever that thing is, and that will be track six. Great. Okay. And that event
0: could be exciting. It could be sad, poignant. Um, yep. Who knows? That's yet to be decided. Um. So, so far, we have intro, theme, location, two characters, a track each for them, and then an event.
1: Yeah. And then, I suppose, what? A response to that event. Yeah. The aftermath of the event. Or... You know, if it's a good thing that happens, then the joy of that event, should we say. Hmm.
0: So after, aftermath.
1: Aftermath. Yeah. Double English.
0: (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Go to your room. So we have three tracks left. Okay. I'm assuming that the final track will be Resolution. Yes. Okay. Okay. The two before that, so between aftermath and resolution, we need another couple of tracks. Yeah, and
1: I would suggest that um, uh, we need we need another event. Yeah, so that needs to be. I would suggest penultimate, the penultimate. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Okay, and then we can either go. So we're, we're with, down to one. Yeah, we could either go with a, another character or another place.
0: Yeah. I'm just thinking of some action, but I suppose that comes into event, doesn't
1: it? Yeah, that's what I was calling the event. I mean, you could put another one in. There's no, you know, doesn't need to be a slow burn.
0: Well, yeah, let's have two events or build. What about build Build. to event? Yeah, And then those character themes and the location theme that we've started out with, they could be meandering in and out of these different tracks, couldn't they? Yeah. Okay, so running through quickly then, we've got the intro setting the scene. We've got the theme tune, which actually we might we might do last, but it actually comes yeah. in at track two. Um, then we've got uh, setting up the location, uh, a couple of characters, uh, key characters, I suppose. Then something happens. There's an event. Then it's the aftermath of that event, and then we're building to another event. Then we have another event, and finally, there's the resolution.
1: Yep, that sounds like a story arc to me. It does.
0: It'd be interesting to
1: speak to maybe a scriptwriter about yes. this and see. Yeah, and then they turn around and say, well, no, you, you, you've missed some glaringly obvious things that <laughs> yeah. should happen. You are clearly not scriptwriters, are yeah. you? <laughs> no. No, we're not.
0: In terms of music, as you will hear coming up in our behind the scenes, we have collaborated on this audio ident, which took the form of
1: electronica. Uh, mixed with some live cello. I I think what we did is we both defaulted to standard mode and went into what we are most comfortable with. Yes. And and then smushed, smushed the two things together and hoped for the best, but actually it worked out very well. Yeah.
0: So what we would like to do in terms of coming up with unique sounds and collaborating that way
1: is go out and collect some sounds, I think. Yeah. Was the idea? Yeah, definitely. It? Go out, record some interesting noises, and try and then using the wonderful computer to turn them into usable musical instruments that we can then populate this score with. So that uh, it's there's nothing more boring than uh, just loading up a orchestral palette and getting stuck into.
0: Well, exactly we were quite conscious to avoid that. Yeah. Not least because it is a TV drama, and I know a lot of TV drama nowadays is quite cinematic, but a lot of great TV drama isn't. And quite often the more unique and unusual soundtracks are the ones that stand out.
1: Yeah, I, th- I think there's um, been a, a movement away from the huge orchestral stuff and actually doing something a little bit individual. Yeah. C- can Yeah, it's something that's totally bespoke for the project. In general, I think we've not spoken about instrumentation yet but mm. then some of that is going to be it, that's going to come from um when we collect the sounds because if we create something yeah. that's you know we think oh that's that's perfect that's that's intimate yet mildly haunting or whatever it is we're looking for and we 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 find mm. it and we make it um that might then inform the rest of the the score i do find when you're working on something if you've got the time to invest in the sounds, in creating your own sounds, that it will, uh, it will really help shape that score. In terms
0: of building, let's say a soundscape or a rhythm, that's a lot easier when you're just going and collecting sounds. Yeah, uh, from the kind of the the natural world. Uh, when it comes to melody, I think that's maybe a little different. I don't know if you, as a viewer, you would expect to hear a recognisable instrument, whether it's a piano or a a stringed instrument or a a flute or, you know, something.
1: Yeah, I think it's easy if you're recording interesting sounds that aren't necessarily pitched and stuff. It's a lot easier Mm -hmm. to use those as textures than it is as a lead instrument. I have done bits and bobs uh, where I have, say, something metal and I've got a, a bow and scraped it with the bow so that it, it resonated and, and then you mm-hmm. can take that and because it's got a pitch it's easier to turn it into something that you can actually use but equally I've also taken sort of animal noises and bird calls and things and made yeah slightly unnerving things with those but they're always low down in the mix you know they're just there for yeah. for their mood enhancing rather than uh anything melodic
0: maybe that's a good place to start then is to build
1: up the the texture and the kind of the soundscape side of things. Yeah, if we can find the mood in the sounds, yeah. then that will most certainly help us with the rest yeah. of it. Okay. Audio ident day. So how do we go about making an audio ident? That's a very good question. Um, Perhaps we should start with um, what an audio ident is. Well, an
0: audio ident is short for audio identity, isn't it? I like to think of an audio ident as the audio version of a logo. So when companies have a a logo, this is what you would hear on the radio, perhaps, instead of seeing it on the side of a lorry.
1: Yes, I think you see a lot in advertising, don't you? Audio branding, they call it. But, uh, um, you know... Won't mention any big big car manufacturers, but there are plenty out there that have very recognisable audio idents.
0: Yeah. This will mark our very first collaboration, won't it? Not just on this project. It will indeed. But ever. Ever. So that's quite uh, exciting slash terrifying as well, because uh, we might find out, actually, we're not compatible as collaborators, and this is all a colossal waste of time.
1: We might. We might also find (laughs) out that it's actually a lot of fun yes Let's hope it's the which latter. is more
0: likely it's more likely so we have spoken i suppose uh, up until this point of kind of rough roles that we could bring to the table yep i've got a cello ready to go um which could sound nice over something you've got uh, a truckload of hardware synths uh in I have a few, right behind yes. you
1: so it might be a good starting point yeah absolutely
0: that's what I'm thinking anyway, I don't know if you have other ideas.
1: no, I think that's a great starting point um if we can work out how long we want it to be, then work out a tempo that will give us an idea. do we want it to reflect
0: what we're about to compose or do we want it to be entirely different um in terms of I a think podcast? it has to
1: sound a bit to and I'm gonna use a technical term here I think it's gonna sound it has to sound a bit drama y
0: Okay, so are we going for a, a moody, maybe a bit dark?
1: I think so, yeah. I mean, it would be very... You, you could do a ba-ba-ba-bum bu- 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 kind of thing if you wanted to, but uh, I think... You we're know, not it, selling it's, computers. It's, <laughs> we're not selling computers, yeah. Um, but okay. I think I think that, you know, considering what we're, what we're doing here is attempting to write a fictitious score to a drama, mm. a TV drama, some description, then it should be reflected in that so i think it should as i said be drama e okay so if
0: we maybe use a synth as a bed rhythm yeah i don't know I've, i find a crescendo is always good in an ident because it, it you're kind of approaching it at speed and then yeah some kind of resolution so maybe the cello could be that emotional resonance maybe layer it a little bit so we've got some harmonies yeah Um, Maybe, maybe we just have a nice long cello chord. So, you know, three part harmony or whatever at the end of a a synth build
1: up. Something like that could be nice or you could have uh, some sort of texture. You know, I could mangle something, maybe the cello itself and turn it into some sort of um, pad or bed or something. Have some electronics build underneath that. And then have the cello come in at the end to play, say, a three-note melody, something like that?
0: Yes, or do a combination of those where the cello sounds like a cello to begin with and then it slowly mangles into something else.
1: Yeah, also it, very possible. Going down
0: the sci-fi route. <laughs> well, it seems to me that since yes, cello, yes, so... We could start with you tinkering your end, me tinkering my end, and then we can dump those in the shared folder. Uh we just need to agree yep. a key and a tempo, don't we?
1: We do. Um how long is the IDENT gonna be?
0: I would say no less than five seconds, but no more than ten. Than ten. Yeah, mm.
1: I'd agree. Um so if we did if we aimed for the six to eight. Yeah something like that. Yeah. It's quite a short amount of time isn't it to pack all that, <laughs> that in. It is. It's difficult. The, I I find these things the most difficult if you know mm. you have a big action queue that lasts for a minute and a half, 2 minutes. Yeah. Although there's a lot of hit points you might have to hit. T- it tends to be just, you know, there is a style to that. Yeah. So it's very easy to and these short things where you have to convey a lot of information in a very short space of time. Yes. Um very very difficult. Very difficult. Yeah. It's a jus rather than a gravy. <laughs> okay, let's start with one twenty. Yeah,
0: I'll start with one twenty. I will do a bar of cello. Yeah. So we need a key in that case. What's your favourite? Oh. Do we go the saddest of all keys, or do we D minor? D minor. I think we maybe we should take Nigel Tufnell's lead.
1: Let's do that. <laughs> okay. I like D minor. D minor
0: is great. Do we want to change the chord after a bar? Do we resolve it to to D minor? Do we start on a B flat chord and
1: then resolve into D minor? What we could do is we could have just the cello as a D minor chord and the rest of it move around so we could move the bass. Okay. To to sort of... Okay,
0: yeah, all right. Yeah. Okay, I will do... Try that first. I'll do a D minor set of notes. I won't export them together. And then shall we reconvene when we're done? Yeah. To Pro Tools. To Logic. (laughs) To your elephants. See you in a bit. Great. We have reconvened. We have. I have been recording some cello. And Dan, you've been recording some... Well,
1: what have you been recording? A lot of synthesizers and stuff. Excellent. I'm excited. The main idea, I've bounced as a stereo, so that's a, a combination of a lot of things. Yeah, um, and then there's an added extra which is um, a bass synth which I've double tracked and put in there. So that adds even more to it. But I wasn't entirely Fantastic. sure whether we needed all of it. Okay, well, good to have as an option, isn't it? My working process tends to be the kitchen sink, followed by then pulling the bits out that I don't think is unnecessary.
0: Well, in that vein, said I was going to do a three part harmony chord. Yep. And so I, of course, recorded six notes. (laughs) Of course. So I think we're on the same page there. Shall we have a listen? Let's have a listen. Okay. Love it. Yeah. I had a little bit of an eerie quality about it. I'll just quickly go through a couple of the the cello notes so we can hear those as well. And these were recorded. This is completely raw. I've just put the mic in front of the cello. I haven't treated it or anything. I've, you know, cut it so it's the right number of beats and things. Yeah, well,
1: I I kind of made a mistake and got carried away and then realised that our calculations earlier of eight bars were totally wrong.
0: Yes. Actually, it's just
1: four bars. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) So um I, I actually wrote something that was eight bars long and then looked at it and thought Yeah. That looks a little bit long to me. Um yeah. got a bit carried away, so I uh, had to then cut it back to four bars. There was a piano section and everything. And that <laughs> that all got guitar lost. solo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh
0: yeah. And then bring on the drummer. Right. Uh so here's a higher A. Mm. So yeah, it's two bars of each. Yeah. Yeah. So put them all together, you've got a quite a large D minor chord. Yeah, But there are the separate notes as well, so they could fit in however you want.
1: I also thought if we did use the bass line, which mm. kind of, because it's just three notes, um, yeah. it kind of all, almost becomes the melody. Um, and you yeah. could actually, what we could do, even if we didn't use the bass line, we could still do this, you could rearrange it and do it for different moods, different, yeah, almost different
0: styles. Okay. If you'd like a challenge... I'm always up for a challenge. <laughs> Didn't we discuss that you were going to be head mixer? Yep. Um, do you fancy a little pass at the mixing of that?
1: I'll yeah yeah I'll um, I'll Dream give it a first cello. pass. Um, okay. Do you want to have a, a little time with it to see how you think the cello fits, or do you want me to just? No, I don't mind actually. I think there's a danger there
0: of going down two different routes. Yes. And I think if one of us does it and then we can reconvene and go from there then at least we've got something to to comment on rather than going well this one needs this this one needs yeah. the other suddenly yeah. we're 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 going off in all different directions aren't we yeah right i shall hit pause then and
1: uh let you get on likewise all right mate all right cheers dan speak later bye welcome back hello
0: dan do you want to talk us through what you've done before I listen?
1: It was a bunch of synthesizers, a couple of drum hits, essentially. Um, I put a bass synth in, which I've done a version with and a version without, um, and your cello. Um I've Fantastic. arranged your cello into a chord. Yep. Um, almost, almost a chord riser. Um, Ooh, great. Kind of, that kind of feel. And so what I tend to do when mixing um, is I subgroup everything. So, all of the arpeggios got put into a subgroup. Uh, the bass synths got put into a subgroup. All of the perk and uh, effects, there's a couple of reverse effects and things in there, um, all got put mm-hmm. into a group. And the cello all got put into a group. The groups are a way of organizing things quickly. And you want things, you know, if there's a lot of percussive stuff, you're going to treat it pretty similar. So, it's just a quick way of working. And This is something that I've worked out over the years from having to do stems. Um, So I have templates set up that uh, have all these things routed to different audio tracks. So actually it's just a hit record and it bounces the whole thing down and it's already in stems. Okay. Shall have a listen? Have a listen.
0: That's great. That's really good. Uh, I'm going to go on to the with bass. I'll need to listen to these again. Um, yeah. I liked the bass line moving down like that
1: but it, it did clash with the cellos Yeah, that's I, one I, chord. I am wondering whether there's just a little bit too much going on. Maybe. But I did
0: like the movement of it.
1: Yeah, the, the other option is to um, attempt to play the bass synth part, but on the cello. Yeah. So we reconvene again after a slight modification. Let's have a listen, shall we? Okay, here we go. Yeah. Perfect. I will uh, I will do a, a quick mix on that and, and upload that so you can have a hear a Listen, even have a hear. Nobody says have a have a hear, do they? Um, so I've removed the original bass part, which this is what I love about this kind of process is the fact that uh, it's all necessary. So we're not using that bass part anymore, but that bass part then inspired you to do the new cello part. Yes,
0: it followed what you um, did.
1: Yes, exactly. Which well, uh, it did kind of follow what I did, but mm. it obviously, it was a as you said, a little more fruity. Yeah. Um. And so the bass part was then defunct, but there was a bit at the end that we quite liked and I just came up with the idea of doing just, as it resolves down to D, a D note and just opening the filter as yeah. a kind of, as you said, almost like a timpani roll yeah. effect um, as a swell up towards the end. So that's what I've done. I've literally just recorded two passes, as I did before, of the bass with very slightly different settings, um, all on the Korg monopoly. Um, and it's just that one note. Okay. At the end, let's have a listen. Let's have a listen.
0: Well, I think that sounds fantastic.
1: It's pretty much there, isn't it? Yeah. I may possibly finesse the uh, mixing a little. Yeah. But, yeah, uh,
0: yeah. I think it's yeah. It's all in there, definitely. Um, we've obviously done quite a lot on the fly, haven't we today? Very so, much so. Um, yeah. So if we give that a little, uh, little polish, we're done. We're good. Perfect.
1: Well, we've had some um, lovely feedback about the podcast this week. We had a lovely one on Twitter from Uncle Rupert who uh, retweeted uh, a link to the All Aboard with Rob McCallum episode, last episode. It says, uh, All Aboard, Rob McCallum talks to composers Dan Watts and Gareth Sounds about his vast knowledge of storyboarding for film and TV on their Making a Soundtrack podcast. Nice for your ears. Thank you very much, (laughs) Monkey Roots. I love that. Nice for your ears. Nice for your ears. Yeah,
0: lovely. I saw a lovely review on Apple Podcasts, actually. And if you have listened to the podcast and you liked it, Apple Podcast reviews and ratings are really important uh, for us to become more discoverable. Um, so you can see us on the homepage and things like that when you're looking for podcasts to listen to. So it's, it's really, really helpful. Uh, this is from Cyber Donkey. We know who Cyber Donkey is, don't we? But we do. uh, in the interests of anonymity online, we won't divulge. But he says, or she says, or they say, what a splendid idea. I think we can all learn to be better musicians by communicating with other creative people. As you know, composers often spend hours alone in our studios and can become hermits, paradoxically writing music that we hope communicates. Also, I think we can get caught up in our terminology, so illuminating what a bed, a sting, etc. are, will allow soundtrack listeners to understand scores better. I look forward, or should that be, listen forward, nice one Cyberdonkey, to more episodes. Very, very nice of you to take time to write that review for
1: us. Thanks. Yeah, lovely. Thank you very much, Cyberdonkey. I think that's a wrap. That is a wrap. That's a wrap. So how do you find us? Well, makingasoundtrack.com will tell you all you need to know. There's links to the podcast, links to social media, information about us and anything relevant to the show. Please
0: give us a rating and review on your podcast app if you like what you hear. A kind word goes a long way. And if you enjoy this episode, tell someone, share our posts, and give us feedback. Lovely. That's all for this week. Thanks for listening. Bye bye. So, how do you- <laughs>